Welcome to Simon Says Educate. I'm Simon, your AI host, and I'm here to guide you through the exciting world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. Together with my human co-hosts, we'll explore the latest trends and best practices in education, bringing you a fresh and engaging perspective on what's happening in classrooms and beyond. Each week, we'll dive deep into the issues that matter most to our community, interviewing faculty members, students, and other thought leaders in the field. We'll discuss everything from the newest teaching strategies and classroom technologies, to the challenges and opportunities of online learning, and the impact of education on students' lives and careers. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired and informed as we embark on this educational journey together. Welcome to Simon Says Educate. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Simon Says Educate. My name is Ronald Lethko, and I'm one of the curriculum and instructional design specialists at Clover Park Technical College. Today, we are going to sit down with a very special guest. But before we get to that, I wanted to do a quick reminder that we have an OER Institute that is open to anyone and everyone that is interested in learning about open education resources. The event is on August 11th and 12th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on both days, and anyone can join via Zoom to watch the presentations. The keynote speakers are Jenrin Wetzler from Creative Commons and Bo Young Che, which is from Washington State Board. Uh, I recommend if you are interested in anything OER related to join that institute. Uh, and then learn some more about how you can bring OER to whatever you're working with. And speaking of OER, our special guest today uh, is, is a man that I have gotten to know pretty well during my time here at Clover Park Technical College. And uh, he is considered an all-star uh, at using OER in his courses. The person that I am talking to today is Mr. Dion Alexander from the Mathematics Department. Dion, welcome to Simon Says Educate. Hello, Ronald. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, like you said, I'm Dion Alexander, uh, Mathematics Department, typically statistics and math for industrial professionals, but I have taught uh, just about every level of mathematics we have here at Clover Park Technical College. Very nice. And speaking of that, can you give us a brief introduction about your role and experience here at Clover Park? Okay, so I graduated from the college in around 2013, started off as a peer tutor in the tutoring center in building 15, eventually became a staff tutor um, and was eventually talked into teaching mathematics. From there, I just been teaching mathematics probably for about 10 years now. Um, so very excited where we're going in the math department, trying our best to contextualize the math for our prof professional technical folks as best we can. Nice. Um, just curious, what drew you to math? Like, what, why, why are you so interested? It sounds like you have um, a lot of knowledge about the subject and uh, you have a lot of experience uh, teaching it at the college. What, what, what got you into math in the first place? Honestly, it was just, uh, it was, it was like, it was weird in high school. I could just see like before, um, a teacher would start to explain something. I look at it, I could already solve it in my head. So I didn't come back to Clover Park for math. I just came because I was part of the uh, first recession back in 2010. Um, I was actually coming back for human services. I wanted to get into social work because I work so much with the youth in my community. Um, I wanted to do something on that realm. But um, as I got on the campus and started tutoring, I just see that there was just a need for me to be on that campus and teaching mathematics. 
All right, nice. So kind of like a combination of the two things. Yes. Um, I, the, the reason I ask is because I was also um, really into math. And I, I, when you explain it, like, oh, the teacher, like, put it on the board, and you're kind of like, calculating it before they're <laughs> explaining it to the class. I was kind of that same. I was in that same uh, situation. So um, very cool. Um, but let's, uh, let's, let's change the topic now here to uh, specifically open education resources. How, how many courses have you changed over to use open education resources? Currently at three, and I'm in the process of changing my stats class to fully OER as well. All right. That's, that's a quite significant um, amount of changeover. Could you elaborate on what prompted you to change to use open education resources? Mm, well, a lot of it was just affordability for the students, just buying books, you know, $100 for a math book um, mm -hmm. that we, we would use. But typically, because I would create so many resources for my class, um, very seldom would we utilize the math book for the content. We would just look in the math book for practice type questions. But it was just, you know, I, I think it's just um, it's just a crime that we charge these students at the beginning of the quarter two, three hundred, four hundred dollars for these books, and then at the end of the quarter, most of the time they can't even uh, sell them back, and they're probably never going to use them again afterwards. And it sounds like they don't even use like most of it during the, the course anyways. No, no, I, I, I can speak for myself. I know, again, when, when in my courses, we would very seldom will we be looking in the book for content. It was just more like I said, just having a, a pool of questions so that whatever content or curriculum we was discussing, they could then see examples of that being worked. OK, and so it sounds like you're uh, you're focus was on making it more accessible. That kind of relates to the next question I have for you. Can you walk us through one of your courses, like one of the ones that you've used OER, and how that course supports inclusive and diverse learning environments? Yes, it's, it's again, it's with the accessibility. So we utilize Canvas as our platform. Um, and Canvas isn't, it's, it's not the most user-friendly application that we have, but at the end of the day, it's free. So um, utilizing the Canvas to put the content on a page um, where they have like an overview and, and learn session of what it is that we'll be discussing in that particular chapter, uh, accompanied with videos to kind of walk them through step by step, whatever it is that we're doing, as well as is accompanied with PowerPoints and tip sheets to help them further and deepen their understanding of the content. So I try to touch on all different learning styles by, you know, examples, giving them content to read, um, letting them hear my voice and, and listen to me as I go through step by step, but then giving them some practice and which they can do on their own. Um, and then finally doing some type of assessment piece for a particular chapter and our content. Oh, I really like that. That um, that really taps into uh, universal learning design where you're giving them these different ways to do it because yeah, yeah you're right. There's, there's a lot of learners out there that learn one way that is going to be effective for them, but another another learner might have a different preference for the way that they acquire the knowledge. I'm curious, when you were putting material together for your course, where did you get all this? Um, you said you got videos, you got assignments and stuff like that, because normally you would have like that textbook and you could either use the whole textbook or pick and choose, but you would usually have some sort of structure that was already built in. How did you get all the materials together for, the, for well, your courses? 
Well, there is an OER depository with plenty of content, um, depending upon the subject matter that you're looking for. And math is, we say it's universal, but but there's tons of different ways of explaining a simple process. So using the OER depository, I don't have that um, off the top of my head of where I went to, but I also um, reached out to some of my counterparts at Tacoma Community College, as well as Pierce, to get some insight on what they were using and what they were doing to help create these OER uh, math courses. Okay, very nice. So using, for those that don't know, Tacoma Community College, a very close college to Clover Park, and then also Pierce College, which is right down the road from Clover Park. So um, using the colleges in the community. And they've already started working with OER? Oh, yeah. So I call uh, one of the faculty at Pierce, the OER Godfather. He has uh, so much uh, material on OER, and it's just a matter of what it is that you're looking for uh, mathematical wise. And he typically will have something, at least a, a template or a skeleton to at least get you started. And then, of course, you um, kind of critiquing it and contextualizing it to your fit of whatever it is that you're teaching. Very nice. Do you want to give uh, the OER Godfather a shout out? <laughs> sure. David Lippman. He's, he's, I mean, if, if you're into OER, David, L-I-P-P-M-M-A-N, he is definitely a person that you want to reach out to um, if you're considering uh, converting your course to an OER course. All right. Very nice. Now let's, uh, let's switch gears here a little bit. I want to know if you uh, mind sharing any experience since you've changed over to OER challenges that you've encountered or benefits that have been realized in the classroom? Well, definitely a challenge was students being able to afford the materials that we was requiring prior to my courses becoming OER. Um, Typically, we were using some type of mathematical software or some type of book, and students wouldn't, you know, be able to purchase this. Sometimes there was a backup with financial aid. They weren't receiving their aid for the first couple of weeks of class. And, you know, like any other course, we, we typically get going within a couple of days. In the summer, we get going from day one. So mm-hmm. um, just having that, that the materials already ready and available for the students is a, is a big win for them um, when you're looking at those type of courses. Oh, yeah, I like that. Ready, ready and available. Fresh and hot out the oven on day yes. one of the course. I love that. Yes. Um, what about some, um, since, since you've changed over some benefits that uh, the students, I mean, in addition to having it ready to go from, from day one and, and saving on the cost, is, are there any other benefits that you've, that you've noticed? Well, a lot of that has to do with my pedagogy. I flip my classrooms. So um, they're able to view the content, whether they are, they like to learn by doing, or they're able to read the content prior to coming into class. So uh, once we get into class, it's more hands-on. Um, I'm a big proponent of you learn math by doing math, not me telling you how to do the math. So just the pedagogy in which I use to deliver the mathematics has been very helpful as well. Okay, very nice. And the next question here, you, you've probably touched on it already, but just I'm going to ask the question anyways, because a lot of people are concerned about academic rigor when it comes to OER and and the course content. So how have you managed this aspect when putting together your courses using OER? So from a rigor standpoint, you know, the course is designed 
to challenge, but not be overly challenging. So I think math, you know, the stigma is math is just going to challenge everyone. And that's just not the case. You know, most of the time it's just your preparation for the math. It's just, you know, if you're not understanding the content, are you utilizing the resources to help you understand it? All of my courses have a fair amount of rigor. It's just, it's all dependent upon how much rigor is it's going to be conducive for that particular program a student is going into. Most of the math concepts, you know, you get to a certain point with mathematical concepts that you don't need to use past, you know, a certain point. So why would you keep harping on that or asking a student to learn something that, that probably will not translate in their chosen profession down the road? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, well, we've covered a lot. I have one more question for you. And this is because OER is something that we're focusing a lot on here at Clover Park Technical College. We haven't seen the mass adoption, but we are starting to see courses with OER materials pop up more frequently uh, than before, which, which we like. What advice would you offer to your fellow faculty members, either here at Clover Park or if they're a faculty member from another college or another type of school listening in, considering a transition to using open education resources? I would say just take small bites. Don't try to do it all overnight. Just, you know, start with a, a section, a chapter, a piece of your content in which, you know, students typically struggle to grasp it. Just utilize those resources at that point. I wouldn't say um, trying to do it all over a break or something like that, because it can be very exhausting searching and finding the material that suits uh, your chosen field. Okay, yeah. Oh, I like that. So yeah, instead of thinking of it as this big, oh, I have to get rid of my textbook. And once the textbook's gone, what am I going to do? Right. Kind of maybe maybe keep the status quo, but then start kind of piece by piece adding in your own thing until finally you have enough stuff that you don't need to have a textbook. 100%. All right. And, and, and keeping it uh, in, in the, in the theme of math, 100%, that was uh, a, <laughs> that was a great talk, Dion. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with me today about your use and experience with open education resources. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been great doing this podcast with you. All right. And that is going to wrap up this episode of Simon Says Educate. I want to thank Dion again for coming on and uh, everyone else out there. If you're interested in open education resources and, and it's before August 11th, 2023, make sure you check out that OER Institute. And also we will be recording all of the presentations. So if you go to cptc.libguides.com, uh, slash TLC, you will be able to watch those presentations um, if they have already been completed. That wraps up this episode of Simon Says Educate, and we will see you all next time. Peace out. And that wraps up another insightful episode of Simon Says Educate. Thank you for joining us today as we delve into the fascinating world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights to inspire your own educational journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Remember to join us again next week as we continue to explore innovative strategies and share inspiring stories from the CPTC community. Until then, I'm Simon, your AI host, reminding you to never stop learning and growing. 
take care, and see you next time on Simon Says Educate.